What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Circle of Slime. It's me, your boy, Skitty. I'm joined by Ozzy and his just crazy fucking antics. <laughs> do anything, bro. Jazzy J. Uh, it is Monday. We were off last week. Uh, it was a crazy week. A lot of work. Uh, I was doing some moving on the side. Um, I think we had some birthdays in town that week, too. So it was just a lot going on. So we do apologize for last week's episode not having an episode last week but uh we welcome you guys today we're excited to get this show going um before we move forward i want to let you guys know that the eagles have advanced to the super bowl and um they kicked not the, the chiefs fans. they kicked them not the, the chiefs did too the chiefs did too. <laughs> the eagles advanced and um let's get right to it man uh First thoughts on the 49ers losing to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, which one of you wants to go first? Can I get a, a raise of hand? Who we got? We go got for it. There. All right, Slime, floor's all yours. Eagles kick that ass, man. Talk to the circle and tell them your thoughts on the game. I think you got to be a special kind of unlucky to lose four quarterbacks in one season. Not one, not two, not three, but four. Even when they brought in Josh Johnson, who I didn't even know was still playing football, he gets knocked out of the game, and then Brock Purdy has to try to throw with a torn UCL, so that guy needs Tommy John. So, damn, Shanahan legacy bailed out once again. You thought you you thought finally he was going to be like, all right, you have Brock Purdy, you're making it to the promised land, you finally got your guy, and then boom, he goes down too, and Shanahan still can't get to the big one and win it. So uh, it's tough to see, but the Eagles came prepared, and the best, uh, what is it, the best ability is availability, as they say in the NFL. And the Eagles have proved that consistently through 18 weeks now. And uh, I personally think they're the favorite next week as well against the Chiefs. So we'll see how it goes. Wow. So you're actually going against your 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 Chiefs here and Patty Mahomes. Is, is that what we got? I think I think this is as far as the trail goes. You lose your three wide receivers in the first quarter. You still have a high ankle sprain. Your tight end has a broken back. This is as far as you've gotten. You're, you've made it this far, but this is where the, the fairy tale story ends. You know, like you said, Slime, you're waiting. See when San Fran's story tale, uh, uh, fairy tale story ended. This is where the uh, the Chiefs legacy ends right here against the Eagles, and Jalen Hurts is going to get his first Super Bowl ring. Yeah, it was uh pretty cool for me to see the Eagles win, uh, because I picked them. I I knew they were going to kick San Francisco's ass. Not only yeah. did they ah, uh, they kicked their ass. Not only did <laughs> literally they kicked their ass physically. Not only did they knock their first string quarterback in out. Their second string came back up, and they knocked his out. They knocked him out the game too. I mean, this defense is phenomenal. Um, they don't have a lot of superstar named players on that defense, but um, they get the fucking job done, and it's pretty amazing what they got going on there. Uh, Jason, I know you're biting your tongue. You got something you want to say? So, uh, floor's yours. Spit it out. No, I, I don't want to diminish at all the way the Eagles played. They were absolutely fantastic. They were scary. I mean, just watching them, they made me change my perception of that football team. But you, like Ozzy said, you got to have some type of luck. You pissed off somebody where every <laughs> quarterback you have is just dropping. And the fact that they had to bring Purdy back in with a torn UCL, knowing he couldn't throw the ball, they were only going to run the ball. I mean, it kind of played into their hands. You have no choice but to dominate that game when you know what the other team is going to do because they can only do one thing. Um, but like I said, not to diminish the Eagles play because in watching them, I was just like thrown aback and saying to myself, you know, I, this team is a juggernaut. And like Ozzy said, I'm on their 
bandwagon right now, and I think they're going to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They just have such momentum right now, and they're riding a heavy wave, and they're healthy. They're all healthy. They don't have any major injuries, and the best availability is the best ability, availability, like Ozzy said. So, yeah, that, that's a juggernaut of a team. It, they, it's just everything lined up. The stars aligned for them. Yeah, it's going to be a, a good run. It was, uh, like I said, it was nice for me to see Philly win. I was rooting for them the whole time. I just really thought that San Francisco train uh, it was done moving. I thought that was as far as it goes. But um, it is unfortunate. It's got how bad does it have to fucking suck? Imagine being a 49ers fan and watching your team come that far and literally all you could do is run the fucking ball. Yeah, like, there was nothing you could do. There was nothing they could do. Dude, Even George that, Kittle, when they asked him post game, there's like, you know, kind of sucks not having a fucking QB in your game. You know, that kind of hurts yeah. our chances to win. Yeah. Yeah, that had to be a uh, devastating. So I do feel for 49ers. It's not like the 49ers is a franchise that I hate, dislike, or anything like that. I think they're really cool, actually. I like the 49ers. Um, I was just rocking with Philly on this one. But uh, on the other side of the conference, AFC Championship game, um, this was just brutal. Uh, we all know how it ended. And I'm watching that last play, and I see this guy chasing Mahomes out of bounds. And in my head, I'm like, don't do it. Don't fucking do it. You fucking did it. And um, it was just incredible. I couldn't believe how it ended. Um, can't call it Burrowhead no more. Is that over? Or, or what, what do we got? Slime, That's I'll let it. you go first. I mean, it's clearly it's, uh, that, that was their chance. And, and I don't want to blame like that that play single-handedly losing the game because Joe Burrow had the ball with two minutes left. He could have closed it out if he really wanted to as well. Granted, it just didn't go their way, but definitely can't call it Burrowhead no more. Like we said, even if this was the last one they had to win and they're going to get smoked in the next one, at least they got this one. They didn't get four in a row. The, Travis Kelsey called out the mayor of freaking Cincinnati on the podium on live television. Jabroni. Yeah, called him a <laughs> like, you know, like it, it, it has to be. It's over. You, Mahomes literally did everything in his power as a human being and beyond demigod status to win that game. And he sure enough pulled it out and win it. Like I said, he lost all three of his starting wide receivers in the first quarter. He has a depleted offensive line, depleted freaking uh, Travis Kelsey, and a fucked up ankle. And he still managed to beat Joe Burrow at Arrowhead after Joe Burrow had one three in a row. So you gotta you gotta at least give him his flowers, and hopefully he gets the MVP this year for sure. Yeah. With all that being said, I'll come back to you real quick, Slime, and then I'll, I'll get your take on that, Jason. Um, what does that game? Does that game do anything? Does that game do anything for the? Mahomes legacy and the aura of him and the, the story and everything about who he is does that game will that game stand out really big like throughout his career in the future well according to last week's show yeah you guys said that if Burrow beats him for the fourth time in a row well, that, his legacy is tarnished forever you now know, that now, it's happened yeah I mean I, honestly I thought the storyline would be bigger than what it was but it was just you know he won the game, his team was hurt, and he did it, you know, and that's kind of just what everyone, I think they've set that bar so high for themselves that it's just like you was you would assume this is going to happen, but you were hoping it finally didn't because Burrow was in the house, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know if this is going to be a career-defining game just because of the reasons that I don't think they're going to do well against Philly in the Super Bowl. If they go ahead and win the Super Bowl too, then hell yeah. But the fact that I think they're most likely going to come up short kind of hurts that AFC championship game because everyone's thinking about the Super Bowl, not what happened, you know, the week before or two weeks before. Yeah, I think it's going to I think that's going to be a moment that stands out in his legacy for a long time, only because after he makes that play, he gets hit in the back, thrown on the floor 
you see him crossing the 50-yard line like Scotty Pippen holding up <laughs> and uh, almost Kurt Schilling bloody sock. Like, you know, his, his foot was broken. And I feel like the media and just TV is just going to run with that scene, and it, it'll be pretty big. Uh, but, Jason, I'll come to you. Do you think uh, that game, that that moment, does does that have a big imprint on the Patrick's, Patrick Mahomes' legacy? I think it really it will it will be a a bullet point on the resume, but I think it depends on how this Super Bowl ends. If this Super Bowl ends with them in a victory, then this is like when they do the real. This is the real that they're showing. They're showing that AFC Championship game, and they're going to show the outcome of that Super Bowl. If he loses, I, I do believe it's a, a a moment in his career. I don't think it's the defining moment. I do believe, like I said, it will be a bullet point upon the resume of Patrick Mahomes. But the overall legacy of it, I think it really depends on the outcome of this Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I can't, I couldn't agree with the way Slime said it more and the way you piggyback on it. It's like it really depends what happens in uh, this game on Sunday. Like if he wins, like like the both of you guys said, like that moment will like live in infamy. It'll be a uh, it'll be a pretty big moment. But um, for Eagles fans. Yeah, for Bengals <laughs> fans. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you guys, uh, Jason, I'll come to you first on this one. Where does this lead the Cincinnati Bengals? Uh, do they come back and are they still contenders? Um, obviously, they're not going to be in rebuild mode. They got still got a good defense. They got uh, just uh, Joe Burrow, uh, Jamar Chase. They got all these guys. But uh, where does this lead the Bengals? How do they bounce back from this? Do they bounce back? They're, they're, yeah, they're in a great situation. I mean, there was one thing that, that I wanted to, to point out, and it's we're, we're going to have another 10 years of this, you know. So when you were saying it's no longer Burrowhead, you know, I wanted uh, I wanted to counter and say it's no longer Burrowhead right now. Yeah. But we got another 10 years of this shit. These two guys are going to go at it with these two teams. And if you go up and down that roster, they're all young for the Bengals. So they got favorable contracts. They have good cap situation. We know the owner doesn't spend a lot of money. So right now they got a good window where they can capitalize on this. And it's going to be fun, you know, to see how next year ends up. Can he go into uh, Kansas City and redeem himself and get back on that winning track, you know, against the Kansas City Chiefs? Because these two teams are showing that they're the cream of the crop. They're the top two. So everybody's chasing them right now. Yeah, it's definitely going to be them for a long time to come. Slime, uh, what are your thoughts on the Cincinnati Bengals? Do they bounce back from this? Uh, will they be fine? Uh, where do you have them next year in, in all of this? I have an answer for that. But before this, before answering, I just want to say, like, it's kind of tough that Burrow and Arrowhead are so, like, Burrowhead fits so well because Cincinnati Stadium is called Paycor Stadium. Like, what can Mahomes be called to to own that stadium? He's never going to have a cool comeback. But to get to your point, yeah, I think I think uh, AFC, they're, they're going to be the AFC top dogs for as long as those two guys can stay healthy and Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, right? And I don't even think they really need Jamar Chase. They can keep T. Higgins and all these other guys. Like they, Obviously, he's a big factor, but that offense is just so great as it is. Um, but if they can keep that core young wide receiver core, you know, if Joe Mixon could not get arrested for whatever he's doing and, and Joe Burrow can stay healthy, like they're the team, one of the teams to beat, clearly. But when he's healthy... He's played back-to-back AFC Championship games, so that tells you all you need to know right there. And you know what's crazy? The, the Real quick, they they lost the Super Bowl on a sack, and then they lost this game. It was the O-line giving up the pressure yeah. upon Joe Burrow. They mm-hmm. need to fix that offensive line. It's clear yeah. Joe Burrow's going to get you that far. Fix the line, he'll get you over the, 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 you know, get you into the promised land. 
Yeah, definitely. All right, guys, we're going to take a little break and uh, we'll get right back to football. But before we do that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to pass it to Slime for the good old drink of the night. Thanks, man. I accidentally hit the banner earlier in the show. I don't know if you guys peeped because I just I wanted to move it up in the lineup so I can get up in there. But anyhow, today, ladies and gentlemen, we are actually drinking a donated beer. Shout out to our legal counsel, Petey Nadal. He uh he hooked us up with the Cuban Link Double IPA. If you guys can Ooh. see the can here, it's got the gold rings, the bracelets. That's a hell of a neck on that dude. Yeah, yeah, bro, it's like a Bob's Burgers neck here. It's Cuban. He looks Christmas, like you know? um, geez, what's the guy, Bobby? <laughs> so it's a hazy, uh, hazy double IPA, dry hopped with Nelson and Strata. Happy holidays, made in Florida by Invasious Invasive Species Brewery, one of our favorite breweries here in Fort Lauderdale. Like so, it. without any further ado, let's go ahead and try the. Cuban link beer. I said this. Yeah. Salute. Why do we all know what you meant by going Bob it? <laughs> <laughs> right. So first off, it smells like mango and oranges off rip. That sounds awesome. I like it already. And like it has it. a very, very heavy uh. citrusy taste. And the, the hoppiness is... <laughs> you guys got to cut it out. And the hoppiness <laughs> is covered by the... Uh, it's kind of masked a bit. You can still taste the bitterness, but it's masked heavily by the citrus. Almost feels like I'm drinking like a bromosa, like kind of like last week's. This heavy, heavy, orangey, citrusy uh, beer. Probably can only drink like maybe two of these as a 16 can ounce can. It's just going to be too full. But at 8%, it'll get you going. So shout out to our in-house nice. council once again for the Cuban Christmas Cuban Link beer here. Or sorry, Cuban Link double IPA. And salud, gentlemen. All right. Shout out Pete and down one more time. And, hey, uh, question. Is a uh, council on retainer? Because I got some stuff going down. I could use. I don't know if you <laughs> La last, last I heard, he just had to put a dollar in his coat pocket, and then he'll talk to you. So we'll see. Depends <laughs> <laughs> what pocket you put it in. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, but real quick, uh, we're gonna switch topics real quick. Stay in the NFL, but we'll make this one short. Uh, we can't have today's segment without having a prediction for the Super Bowl. Um, Slime, I'll come to you first. It sounds like you're leaning towards Philadelphia. Uh, can you just elaborate on that and tell us why you're going with Philly and uh, make I, a score prediction? Okay, yeah, I just think, like, like Jason said earlier, they've just been the most complete team in the NFL. I think since the start of the season, that O line has been the best, that D line has been top three, top two, maybe. Um, that secondary has been amazing for them as well. Their running game, obviously Jalen Hurts is making snap decisions at an incredible rate. And if not taking off or holding it and not turning over the ball a lot, he's just playing an elite level quarterback. And I just, honestly, the way that the Chiefs are so banged up at the moment, I just don't see them, even with two weeks of rest, I don't see them taking care of business against Philly, who's been hot pretty much all damn season. I think they've lost a combined, what, two, three games all season. But I have this super cool fact that is not part of fact of the day, but I thought was pretty awesome to share regarding the Super Bowl. So the Chiefs this year, 16 and three overall, 546 points scored, six all pros, including a Kelsey brother and their quarterback, AFC's number one seed. The Eagles this year, 16 and three overall, 546 points scored, six all pros, including a Kelsey brother and their quarterback, and NFC's number one seed. So these are the, the, the matchups we dream of happening today. Unfortunately, I just feel that the Chiefs are too banged up to make this as fun as the game should be. And the Eagles are going to head him put that work in, probably win 27 to 14. Nice. Uh, based off those uh, statistics you shared, it's almost like the teams are mirrored. So it, it, couldn't, be a, it couldn't be a better matchup. Uh, Jazzy J, I'll uh, come to you. Uh, Super Bowl predictions. Um, 
elaborate on it. Tell us why you're picking who you're picking. And at the end, give us a score. You know, Chris Jones has shown all season 15 and a half sacks. I mean, that playoff run that he had, that this guy is a wrecking ball. He is a game changer. And he's the type of player that can totally take over and dominate and change what we thought we were going to see. That being said, if he can rush the middle and the Chiefs defense can hold contain on the outside and they can stay with the wide receivers, which I don't see it happening. I feel like that offensive line from the Philadelphia Eagles is so strong. I believe that Jalen Hurts is so quick and he's playing so well in that running game that they have. They're explosive at every level. The defense has been on a surge. They have a lot of household names on that defense and they are putting pressure upon the quarterback Mahomes is playing with you know one and three quarters of a leg so I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles 35 to 14. Ooh, that's a bigger ass yeah. whooping than I thought. Yeah it's gonna be <laughs> ugly it's gonna be ugly. I love it. I love that both of you got the Philadelphia Eagles only so that I could go with the Kansas City <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I gotta hear this shit. You explain to me. Explain yourself, young man. Listen, you don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. One third. You guys clearly did last week. Both of you. (laughs) That's the Joe Cool different though. Joe, that's my guy, Joe Cool. But uh, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. His greatness, Andy Reid. Um, like you said, fucking Chris Jones is just dominating and playing at an elite level, and um. Eagles are great in every aspect. Um, I, I just, I don't know. Something's telling me to go with the kid, Patrick Mahomes. What's also telling me to go with the Chiefs is that every single person is picking the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. And it just never works out that way. Every time you think who's going to win, uh, whoever's going to win, it just doesn't work out that way. And then you get that great upset. And uh, I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm going to go with the Chiefs and I'm going to pick them just to make the fucking show interesting. How what late will it be? Final score. Final score, uh, final score, final score, 31-34, Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. High score in battle, let's see it. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a lot of points scored. I think it's going to be really fun. I'm so excited. And um, all right, and we get to be in Puerto Rico watching that shit. What's oh, up, we going to do an on-spot live show? Yeah, we got <laughs> to get some rocking while we out there. I'll see if uh, – I wonder if I could bring all this equipment. You think that'll work, right? TSA is all cool. It's like a man, right? bro. Uh, I got other sneak. shit going on. I'm trying to get through TSA. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. We're going to move on. The NFL Pro Bowl games were this week. Um, slime. I don't want to do a buy or sell. Is it a love, hate? Love, hate. NFL Pro Bowl games this weekend. So I, I heard it was split in two days. I missed the first day completely. They fucked me on that one because I just didn't even know it was on until after the fact. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed Sunday, man. I, I came home. I went to a couple brewers with my son, you know, having a few beers hanging out. And then I came home and uh, I turned them on and I was just expecting just to have background noise while I played on my phone. But honestly, I was just fucking intrigued. I thought the flag football was so much fun because they can give a great amount of effort without having to worry about banging each other up and hitting each other and stuff like that. So it was competitive. Uh, Geno Smith looked like the next coming of fucking 
Pat Mahomes out there, you know, he threw, I think like five or six touchdowns yep. in the game, but uh, it, it was, it just, it just was great. Even watching Huntley play out there was fun to see. Like I, it, it, it could have been, it just makes me laugh that we couldn't see Tua do it. Cause I think he would have been such a great flag football Amazing. player. He gets, he gets rid of the ball Amazing. so fast. Like it, it would have been lights out to see him do that. Hall of Fame but, career. But, but then, but then of all people, Kirk Cousins wins the, the game MVP and it's just like, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> but all in all, aside from that, I thought, you know, aside from scoring one to a hundred in the best catch game, if they were just doing one to ten, would have probably been a lot easier to score it. But it was a cool concept, kind of like the uh, the NBA's dunk contest. Uh, the skills challenges were great. I thought that you know, and and the fact that it was Peyton versus Eli, like that for me was like the the best part because you know how competitive they are with each other, and the fact that Peyton lost on like a bad play call because you're not supposed to kneel and flag. Mad. He was so fucking was pissed, so and he's gonna mad. hold on to that for like yeah. the next year. So these Pro Bowl games running back. And I hope that these guys are like honorary coaches uh, for like the next five years of this because it was just so fun to see. Yeah, I, I thought it was so awesome, too, especially in that aspect that they put like Peyton Manning and um, his little brother Eli against each other. Like sometimes you see the NBA All-Star break, they'll do like actors or entertainers like P. Diddy will be the fucking coach. And I was like, I think this was so great. And to see those two like really Peyton's like calling fucking plays on the microphone. Yeah. Damn it. When somebody makes a bad play <laughs> or something. And then uh, they had like elite defensive coordinators. You had DeMarcus Ware against Ray Lewis. Lewis. Like that was, that was so, so cool great. to see, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was really awesome itself. I loved it. Uh, Jason, I'll bring it to you now. I love, hey, uh, NFL Pro Bowl weekend. I fucking loved it. Every second I ate it up, the skills challenge the day before on Saturday, I put that shit to record on my TV. I was like, I'm going to make a point to watch this because I wanted to see what they were going to do. They were, you know, the reinvented, revamped uh, All-Star Weekend. And man, the NFL knocked it out the fucking park. What a home run the entire weekend. I think they they have some stuff they can they fix up, clean up. Yeah, but I, I would like to see more flag football, less competition, and, and like a consecutive, maybe just do like four quarters straight, and each quarter you get a different quarterback. You know, I would like to see something like that, but I think they did a phenomenal job. They did great. The coaches, like you guys said, the athletes on the field in the comments, we're seeing Tyreek kill going for the blitz i love that about the flag football game that these guys you didn't have and to, he got it he got yeah, the, he got you, you don't gotta pigeonhole them into one thing you can <laughs> see the athleticism of these guys and it was it was a phenomenal job i hope they keep doing it the haters are gonna obviously hate but the nfl great job flowers great, to great you. Job. keep great going job. man that was awesome i yeah, thoroughly I enjoyed it, was it. Fun. how about that fucking gauntlet like yes. i want to see more of that yeah, yeah. yeah. oh my gosh not only that, but can we protect pete davidson at all costs please and just bring him back every year without even asking well, i don't even know what yeah, i'm doing like, here why am i here I don't, he's like legend legend me <laughs> amazing i love yeah, that they I, did I thought great. it was awesome like you guys said i think there's a couple things that they could clean up also another thing like i feel like visually i would have preferred it to be outside uh i don't know it's just like i'm reminded of my childhood seeing all these guys in hawaii, in hawaii. And shit now like they're all that. in vegas that's why they're all happy too because they get to yeah. hang out in vegas before and after the game and you're gonna get a lot more guys wanting to participate every year you know like this year a lot of guys drew out and now yeah. they see how much fun and guys took yep. it serious and they took it yeah. competitively you know so i was like and, oh and this is gonna nothing, be dope going forward the, the stands look pretty pretty busy it like, was pretty imagine, good, if right? you, imagine if you're just in vegas hanging out you're like oh let's go to the provo games this is awesome yeah. and like you know like i thought I, I saw the stadium i was like 
you haven't seen a Pro Bowl like this in freaking maybe the decade. You know what I'm saying? Like this, it was cool to see how many fans were there and the elite catches, and then the Diggs brothers going against each other. Like that, that kind of stuff was so cool to see. And then the fact that everyone's mic'd up was also super. Yes, great as well. I loved hearing the plays being called and the quarterback getting. He's like, my mic, don't, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. It's so great. <laughs> I would like to see them add a race in there, you know, get like the fastest dude. That'd be dope. They won't do it though. These like the NFL experience. Pride. You guys remember when the Super Bowl was in Miami yes. and we went yes. to the NFL experience? Like yes. that was what we were kind of experiencing, for lack of better words. And it was it was so fun. It was just cool to see, like, instead of me and you doing it, you get to see the the pros to see how great they really are and how you know how they look compared to regular humans. And you're like, oh mm -hmm. shit, you know? Yeah. It was yeah, dope. I, I thought it was awesome. I think Jason, you make a great point. Like what we saw on the TV. And the, not only was it good TV, and you also saw the joy from the players and the excitement. Um, that is definitely gonna make pe people in the NFL are gonna feel missed out. Yeah, yeah. they're they yes. have FOMO. Josh Allen yes. had FOMO yeah. for sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> he was fucking playing golf on Pebble Beach. Um, right. after seeing the boys out there, mm -hmm. you were like. Damn, I should have went to that shit. Yo, when Diggs <laughs> caught that touchdown and they started taking the, the picture. Yo, that was Snoop Dogg laid down dope. in front of the ground. Yes, that was fucking dope, yo. I loved yeah. it. It was great. I, I thought they nailed it. Um, if we're doing a love-hate, um, it was awesome. We got a question here that just came in. It said, did you catch the commentary say, oh, my God, yes. Uh, when they said, was that Brett Maher when someone missed the kick a tic-tac-toe? Yes, I was watching that. <laughs> The dude goes and kicks it, just fucking shanks it all the way to the left, bro. And I think uh, they panned over to um, uh, what's the guy, um, Ryan Clark, and he just died laughing. <laughs> the commentary was amazing. I uh, yeah. big uh, Spence, what's his name? Uh, the big guy, and, and with Ryan Clark and Spears, Spears. I thought they were great, dude. With uh, RG three, there was at I one point. RG3. I think yeah, somebody yeah. threw the ball at the lady host and. and uh, Spears is like, yo, watch it. Ah, oh, that's my host. I'll whoop you up. <laughs> I'm glad you ended that with us with host. It was great. So it seems like uh, everybody enjoyed the Pro Bowl. Um, to be honest, we're also like in a lot of chat rooms and shit. I, I haven't heard a lot of negativity, but let me tell you something. Can we all admit that we were shitting on it prior to us watching it, or was it just me? Nah, nah yeah, I think we were all like, what the fuck are they going to do? Okay. You know, I like Fight I went into it with fun. very <laughs> low expectations, very yeah. low expectations. Yeah. All right. So there you go, man. So shout out to the NFL for getting it done. And let me tell you something. They bring that shit here. I'm taking my kid to that. Yeah, Hell I'm yeah. going. That's like Hell must yeah. buy tickets. Like that's yeah. going to be amazing. That's a great family event type thing. Uh, what even like just going with your significant other. That That's that's you got to go if they bring yeah. that. So um, that'll be awesome. I wonder if they're going to change it different locations or if it's going to be a Vegas thing the way it was a Hawaii thing. But uh, I guess we'll see. Time will tell. All right, moving on. Um, the GOAT, man, he finally retires for a second time. Um, <laughs> Tom Brady retired again. Uh, we truly believe he's done this time. Seven-time Super Bowl champion, multi-time league MVP, uh, fucking a million-time all-pro, just – the greatest quarterback to ever do it, to ever play the game. We got to witness that. Not only did we get to witness that in our league, we got to witness it in our fucking division, in our conference. Like, we got to see that. 
Um, got to suffer, you mean? We got to suffer. But when you look at it in retrospect, it's like, damn, I'm pretty lucky that I got to see that. He's Michael Jordan. Like, we got to see the Michael Jordan of football. And uh, we may not have appreciated in that moment. But when you look back, like, I'm, I'm kind of grateful that – 50 years from now, the same way, like, I don't, I never saw fucking Terry Bradshaw play or fucking Joe Montana, but you know what? I got to see Tom Brady, who is greater than all of those guys. And when I'm an old man, I could tell the young bucks and be like, you don't know motherfucking Tom Brady. Like he was amazing. Um, Jason, I'll let you go first. Um, give us your thoughts on Tom Brady and uh, give him, give him your farewell. And uh, Ozzy will come right to you after. Well, first and foremost, to Tom Brady, I just want to say, fuck that guy. <laughs> Secondly, I want to say to him, salute, my brother. You had an amazing career. And it was, like Andy said, such a privilege to be able to watch that guy sling the ball. Such A, a guy that was underrated and, and never really spoken about his entire career. Had to fight for every opportunity that he had. And he just showed you that the greatness of that Patriot run was not only Bill Belichick, but it was equally Tom Brady. And when Tom Brady left, he took that half of that greatness with him and he was able to get another Super Bowl on his own. Tom Brady is a spectacular football player. I think that being able to see him in our division, like you said, and in our conference, the way we saw him, to be able to dominate in so many different eras as well, guys. Like three, he went three, through, three yes, he went yeah, through this generation career. of football players. He went through the generation prior and the generation that was before him. Like he went through it all and he dominated. He stayed on top. And throughout his entire time in the league, everybody was chasing Tom fucking Brady. So you know what? To the goat, enjoy the greener pastures, enjoy retirement. It was a pleasure watching you. I hope I never have to fucking watch you beat one of my football teams again. Salute to you, brother. All right, slime. Uh, talk to us, uh, Tom Brady. Give him your farewell and uh, just tell us what is like, what it was like growing up watching him. Either fucking hating him, rooting against him. Uh, give us something. So I'm not going to quite just say my farewell just yet to Tom Brady. A lot of people think this this guy's retiring for real, for real. I think it's all horse hockey. I what? think he's priming himself you for think a he's playoff back. return. You, this is the main reason why. And this report came out today. Tom Brady could start working for Fox right now if he wanted to. And he said no. He's, and he said no. And not only did he say no for the start of next season, he said no to the start of the 2024 season. So he will not start at Fox to the fall of 2024. So you know what that means, boys. He's leaving that window in there. He's leaving that window in there just in case San Fran loses these motherfuckers again. And, and this guy calls. He's like, yo, it's week 17. You coming? He's like, I'm fucking ready. Let's do this <laughs> week shit. Week 17. He's gonna, he's gonna do, he's I got my cleats on, coach. I'm ready. Put me in yeah. the game. <laughs> and he's going to come back. And he's going to win a fucking Super Bowl with a contender that just happened to lose their QB last minute. And they needed Tom Brady to fill in. And he's going to do it. Um, but as, as for his legacy, I'm going to ignore that comment. Deflated <laughs> balls don't count as cheating. If anything, Whatever. it should be he easier to catch an interception ass. when the ball's in, deflated anyways. But either way, it was a, truly a blessing. Like, like you said, like you both stated, you don't realize it till it's gone. Right. And this guy was straight up whooping our ass my whole life that I finally like came around and enjoyed sports and, 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 and liked the dolphins growing up. 
He was the one every time. Every, every time it was like, I hope he fucking breaks his knee. And then in 2008, he it did happened. it. We're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and, then it, and then we went to the playoffs that year. And then he came back and he was just legacy greatness again. And then watching him finally say goodbye to Belichick and go into, into Tampa Bay and then win them a championship. It was just like, what more can you do, bro? Like, uh, this is this is was just truly a blessing, Some, something great to see. And I just think that we're, we're I think, as as millennials are the are the best like um generation by far because we got to see technology flourish from like not having a cell phone or gaming system to now everything's dependent like we're kind of getting that with quarterbacks we had tom brady and now we're getting passed on to pat mahomes and joe burrow and it's just like like we're, we're in the perfect era of athleticism and technology and like we get to see like how it all unfolded through time and i just think like Watching Tom Brady still do it at 45 years old, like holy shit, man! Like that's something I'll never Mahomes. forget. Don't he forget that Mahomes. shit. He beat he Mahomes. Beat, he beat Mahomes. He beat Mahomes, and not only that, like he led the league in completions last year. He he went out throwing for 4,000 yards. Like holy shit, man! Like it's, a bad it's been a truly an honor, a blessing, and he may not be the strongest arm. He might not be the most mobile quarterback, but goddamn, he's the best winner we've ever seen in our lives. That's man. right. Salute to Tom Brady, man. Yeah, almost in every sport, just the, the guy was a winner. Um, and damn, you know, it's, I really didn't think about that until now, Jason. Um, people are saying that when it's all said and done, that um, Patrick Mahomes will be the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. There's going to obliterate people, all the records. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that say that. But you know what? When it comes Rings. down to it, that head-to-head. We got to see it. It happened. Yep. You can say in fucking 10 years from now, when Patrick Mahomes is fucking 40 years old, playing quarterback, and Brady is forgotten, and they're making these arguments, you'd be like, they played in the Super Bowl. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of Mayweather beating Canelo. This was like this was like the la- the the last loss he took before he became ultra fucking Super Saiyan Canelo. is like the same thing that happened with Pat Mahomes. He took that out of Brady, even though he had already won one. And uh, and now he's just the fucking Pat Mahomes that he is now. You know what though? I don't. I don't think we're ever gonna see another quarterback win seven fucking Super Bowls, nah. guys. And at the end of the day, Brady, like Andy said, beat him in that head to head, and he's gonna have the rings. Brady's gonna be the goat when yeah, they well, all well, fucking finish there and hang their cleats. They're gonna be looking at fucking Brady. Yeah, there's Patrick Mahomes would have to win six more Super Bowls, right? Six more, bro. I mean, granted, he's, he's only 23, but there's no chance he's doing that. No Sorry, 25, but there's 25. no chance he's doing that. Dude, no no even if he played till 45, six more Super Bowls, that'd be crazy. When you look at all the Super Bowls Brady went to, you're like, holy shit, how did they do this? Uh, it's just an amazing team, an amazing run, uh, one of the greatest head coaches of all time, and Bill Belichick, arguably the greatest ever. Um, it was just a perfect storm. And like Slime, you, you mentioned um, Brady didn't even retire bad. Like he was still fucking throwing for 4,500 yards, uh, uh, 25 to 30 touchdowns. Like still amazing. He could have played. Still, top, still top 15 QB in the NFL by far. Just <laughs> Maybe uh, top 10. A, a truly incredible career. Um, I, I think it's over. I don't see him coming back. Like, no it has to be a, a niche scenario like somebody needs him to that's what i'm saying like that's why i think he really pushed himself to 2024 because he's like i'm gonna have i'm not i don't want to do this shit all year long i want to just come in and win this shit at the end show him the goat and then be like all right fuck y'all i'm out i'm out for real this time it's just over. cherry Next year, pick his out. way to a super bowl 
Yeah, why not? Awesome. Why <laughs> not? To eight rings, why not? You you're you're able bodied, you're in shape. Like you clearly have the talent. You could have played probably legit, bro. This, he could have dog. He could have played till he was fifty years old. I agree. He could have played for another fucking like, two, three years. He, no he, problem. He's, at fifty years old, he's still better than Davis Mills, who is starting for the Texans. Like I'm just <laughs> like I'm just saying, like he he is better than a lot of these QBs out there, even probably three years from now, which is just bonkers to me. Yeah, especially we'll to see. Um, oh, damn. Why though? Why? All right. You're talking about <laughs> the Hall of Famer of flag football quarterbacking. All right. Have some fucking respect, yeah, man. Allegedly, because we still haven't yeah. even seen him play that uh, either. <laughs> if Tua played that game, they would have gave him his second contract, boy. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. Nobody can hit me. All right, hold up. We're gonna move on. Uh Sean Payton has officially accepted the job to the for Broncos, and the question for today is: Can Sean Payton save Russell Wilson and the Broncos? Will Russell Wilson's career be resurrected? Slime, give it to the circle. I, I want to say yes, uh, only because as soon as Nathaniel Hackett got kicked out of the place, that offense looked like ha- had some rhythm, and it looked like they could do some things. So it clearly was a big factor with the with the with the coaching staff, but. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I think the defense still looks fucking great. They still have all these offensive weapons that they couldn't use half the damn year, right? Why Why not? Uh, I, I mean, why not? Sean Payton's clearly been a, a quarterback guru. You saw what he did with Drew Brees through the years. And if you're going to have a kind of close comp to a short guy who can fucking sling it, why not Russell Wilson be that guy, drop those same kind of plays and build them for success? So hopefully this is the AFC West team powerhouse that we were supposed to see this upcoming season with Sean Payton. Because if not... They got all their draft picks and everything is gone. Their leverage is gone. So they got to make it work with what they have now. Yeah, I'm totally buying in on this. Uh, Sean Payton is going to come in and he's just going to change that con- that team, that offense. And Bounty gate 3.0. Let's do bro. it. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> Sean Payton, this, is, this is like the perfect situation for Sean Payton. That whole team was fucked up because of the coach and the offensive game plan that he was putting out there every fucking Sunday. And the moment, like you said, they got rid of him, the fucking thing changed. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit, there goes Russell Wilson again. Yeah, so the moment is. Sean Payton comes, and he's gonna put a simplified fucking offense that works for the quarterback, and all of a sudden it's gonna be like, Sean Payton's a fucking genius. It's like, no, he's not. He's a fucking capitalist. He's capitalizing on the fucking situation. It's like Hall of Fame quarterback with a stupid coach that was looking wow. leading him. Sean Payton course. overrated from Jason. That's intense. no. I'm not saying he's overrated. Look, <laughs> that's it, what you making it sound it's, like. It, it, Call him is, a capitalist. He's <laughs> capitalizing. He's capitalizing on the fucking situation. Okay, he's taking advantage of you know they hired a bad fucking coach and he's taking the matches as well he should be and that's what makes him also great that he's smart enough to know of all the vacant positions you know dallas and whatnot that was the best situation because of the quarterback so that adds to that greatness of sean payton yeah and there is no drew Brees in the era of the new orleans saints without sean payton 100 uh, Sean payton is a, a he is a fucking genius offensively those teams yes. that they put together he resurrected drew Brees' shitty fucking career that was going the saints were a laughing stock of an organization Absolutely. and their fucking competitors for 15 years you know it's like when Absolutely. the hell I mean, look what he did so. with uh, with Jameis too. Jameis kind of looked decent for for a season with under Peyton too. So he can make Jameis look good. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be awesome. I'm totally buying that, and I can't wait to see what he does with that team. It's gonna be cool to see him on the sideline. He's a really good fucking head coach, and he turns yeah, he, perfect fit. He turn that team around. So we'll see. Uh, another hiring. Uh, your boy Flo. Uh, Brian Flores becomes a new Vikings defensive coordinator. 
does this change your thoughts on the Vikings? Or you guys still fucking hate them? A hundred percent changes my thoughts on the Vikings, dude. Really? I think this is a great hire. I think this is a great hire for the Minnesota Vikings. I think Flo is a defensive mastermind. And I think that defense is already a very good defense. He can work wonders with them. And I think this is a great hire. They no longer have to lean upon. I think if they're smart, they don't lean upon Kirk Cousins to carry them to victory. I know those fucking, all those overtime and, and fourth quarter comebacks, those numbers are over fucking rated. You can't look at that. It's the guy, dude. You don't depend on him. You depend on the defense to carry you. I think it's a great hire. Changes my perception of the Minnesota Vikings 100%. Yeah, slime. Um, I know we're, we got to agree with everything Jason says. But there's no chance this changes your perspective. on. Nah, I fucking hate him even more now. I hate him even more now. Now they got our fucking enemy number one. The reason for this fucking snitch is the reason Brady's not in a Dolphins uniform right now. Fuck that guy, bro. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. This <laughs> fucking snitch, bro. I should call Jacob. Snitches get stitches. Fucking bullshit. I mean, I agree with Jason. Like, this ticks all the pressure off kevin o'connell to kind of just focus himself on what he does best which is the offensive game and let flores take the reins with the defense and change that whole scheme around and do what he has to do and they're gonna be amazing they are they clearly won on fucking i don't even know fucking Dough, whatever they did this year they they till they got to the playoffs they clearly had something going for them so with an elite you know defensive scheme with flores and and him there it's gonna be super helpful for them but do i hate them more of course i do now it's like now you got enemy number now one on your personal. fucking back. Like now it's personal for real. <laughs> so uh so fuck them, but you know, fuck great fucking yeah, <laughs> but great fucking hires. Great fucking great hires. Hire. All right, man. We're gonna move on to a little NBA talk. Uh Kyrie has been traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, we'll get to the Mavs. To the Mavs. Dallas Mavs. Oh, Mavs. sorry, yeah. Kyrie was traded from to the, the Nets to Dallas Mavs <laughs> for the Brooklyn Nets. But uh before we talk about the Mavs and the Nets. Let's talk a little bit about the Lakers. Does this does does was this LeBron's last chance at getting that one player, that one piece to get him to a title? Uh Jason will come to you first. I think so. I, I but I think it could flip again. The NBA it, it resets itself every year. So I think this season it's it's probably a, a wash, you know, for him. He's gonna get the points probably, you know, and that'll be nice yeah, to celebrate. Um, but as for a deep playoff run, I, you know, it's in the books. So we'll see what they do next year. Yeah, uh, I have to agree with you too. As far as this year. Um, Kind of don't see it happening. Is it possible? Yeah, he's LeBron James. And if LeBron and if AD could stay healthy, such a big if. Like, if. this guy's like a, a housemate glass, bro. But uh, if AD could stay healthy, they're, they're, and LeBron, those are two top ten players, and you got them on the same team. Um, I think there's a chance. Like, it would You're have to. strong as your weakest link, and Russell Westbrook is weak as fuck yeah. in the playoffs, dude. You can't yeah. rely on that guy. It's going to be interesting, though. I really can't wait to see uh, when the playoffs come around, If even if they fucking make it into the playoffs. Um, I yeah. think they're probably like – I think they're in the ninth seed right now. They're 13? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, it, but it's heavy. it's like if they win two games, they, but they're in the fourth seed. You know, it's like okay. it's a, it's a, yeah. the West is so stacked right now. Yeah, I think that when it all comes down to it, they're probably going to end up in that play-in, that 7-10 to 10 range. Which but, they um, should. Yeah, I, if, if LeBron could like just – Hit that switch where he like channels his greatness. I could see them making a, a good playoff run, and 
even contending for a title, bro, is fucking LeBron James. I'm not going to count him out, and uh, I guess we'll, we'll see. Slime, what do you think? Uh, I, I think that, yeah, this season for sure. That's why I think LeBron went on that maybe it's me thing on Twitter um, because this was truly like his his last like shot. They gave up the last two first-round picks they have this decade, which is their 27th and 29th pick. Uh, Russell Westbrook and I forgot what else for for Kyrie and it was better than the Mavs deal but I think the GM for the Nets perfectly purposely he said it he's like I'm not giving him to the Lakers no matter how good the fucking deal is and that just shows how petty that organization really was to begin with and why they deserve everything that they have going for them right now um, because they do shit like that on top of Kyrie having his own issues sure whatever but Think about it, man. Kyrie becomes a free agent next season. He can go ahead and just go sign with the Lakers, like Jason said. Like, he doesn't have to re-up with the Mavs. Granted, if they get a far run going and him and Luka click and it seems like a a nice place to be with Mark Cuban, like, you know, maybe he re-signs there. But he's still got another big bag under his belt. And I think that he can go get that with the Lakers if you really wanted to and just wait it out. Wait out the this postseason. Give it your all if you want to. If not, fuck it. You're going to go see LeBron next year anyways, and you can figure it out then. So I, I I do think that he needs that he needs somebody like Kyrie at this point, you know, right, to help him get over that hump. Because with AD's just inability to stay on the court and the rest of that team, like, just not being consistent, he doesn't really have a chance. He's not going to do it with Roy Chamuro, whatever the fuck that guy's name is from, from the Wizards, like, he needs more and and he's just not going to happen. And like we spoke about before, I don't think he wants to leave LA. Well, yeah, but I don't think he wants to leave LA because he's building so much more beyond the court from there. So unless somebody bring, unless somebody gets some talent in there, he's just going to forever just keep losing until he decides to retire. Yeah. It's really fucking sucks because the guy is fucking Tom Brady's age, almost damn near 45. Really? He's 38, but um, so fucking old, but just playing at an elite level. It's just incredible. I've never seen somebody age so finely. Even Tom Brady, yeah, he was fucking old. But Tom Brady was sitting in the pocket like a duck, couldn't fucking run, couldn't do shit, making some great throws. But this guy, LeBron, is jumping out the fucking gym, dunking over people, still playing above the rim at 38 years old. Um, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, that'll be that. Um, let's talk about Kyrie and the Mavs. Um does this do anything for the Mavs? Do you think they're going to click? Does, are the Mavs instant title contenders? Slime, are you high or are you low on the Dallas Mavs? I'm low because in the last three years in the NBA, nobody by 20% has a higher usage rate than Luka Doncic. He holds the ball the whole fucking game, it seems like, pretty much. And I and I heard some people talking on the radio earlier this uh, today and uh, yesterday. They're just like, even if he has to get rid of the possession rate just 5%, it's going to feel like an eternity for him to get rid of the ball and not hold it as much as he does. So I'm curious. Jason Kidd's the point guard goat. We all know this. So I'm curious to see what kind of drawing plays he can draw up. You know, Sorry, what kind of plays he can draw up for these two guys to coexist and be great on the court together. Um, I just I just don't see it with the both of them being so ball dominant. You saw what happened with Harden and Kyrie to begin with. Why Harden wanted out in the first place from from that trio, you know? So I just don't I, I'm curious. I'm I just want to believe because I love Luca. He's my favorite player in the league. I want them to finally get over that hump. They made it to the conference finals last year, but I just just don't see it with that guy on the team. So hopefully, but I just don't see it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, and it's not like, yeah, Kyrie could run the point, and then you could be like, all right, Luca, just like slash, get open, hit the corner. But Luca's like a little dick dude, you know? Like, <laughs> he, he like you're not going to have him cutting. You're not going to – I just I – don't, I don't know. 
We got to see it. They're, Kyrie they're would have to play players. like a two guard, play off guard. Yeah, and Kyrie does play like a two guard. He takes mm-hmm. a lot of shots, but he's also a great facilitator. He gets to the rim and the defense collapses on him. He's so an amazing finisher. Um, both of these guys are phenomenal. They're, they're superstars in their own rights. There's got to be a way for Jason Kidd to make it work. Um, and I'm very excited to see it. How, how am I? I'm going to go high on it. I think they're just too great. And then you got the Western Conference where I don't think the West is as elite as it has Fucking been. Kings are in first place, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are they really? Yeah. Holy shit. That's crazy. <laughs> so then you got a Western Conference that's not as good as it usually is. So I'm buying high on the Dallas Maps. And uh, Carey is a guy that stays healthy. Although Sorry, Luka, third place, third place. Third Nuggets place. are in first. <laughs> Luca's been a little injury prone uh, the past couple seasons, but they got some players, man. I'm buying high on the Mavs. Jason, where you at on this? I, I mean, it, 2K ratings and 2K, this is a yeah. dope-ass move, you know? This, this shit works, you know? But this is real life, and Kyrie has to go into that locker room and open his mouth, and words have to come out, you know? So I don't know how this is going to – I don't know how it's going to function, you know? In regards to Jason Kidd putting up a game plan, I think that's easily done, you know? The the ball sits with Luka, and Kyrie's the off guard. He but does is, but that, is, that, is that easy, bro, when you have a guy yeah, who's because been a dominant... e- even, even when you you sit Luca, you can have Kyrie in there dominating the point, playing that. And when Luca comes in, he's now playing at an off guard situation. Look, CJ McCollum and Damon Litter were both ball handling guards, and they were able to make that work just fine. In this league, you need two ball handling guards to be able to dominate like that. And so I saw I don't think it's going to be a problem in regards to basketball skills and how they can get it to mesh on the floor. I think it's going to be a problem and how they're going to get it to mesh in the locker room with the personalities and, and Kyrie Irving, just to be, he's the common denominator in all of these situations everywhere he's gone. So, you know, let's see how that works out with him. Yeah, winning also cures all. So if this team can start winning some games, um, who knows what can happen. And another thing, that the part of what you were saying, Slime, in regards to, like, uh, Kyrie going into the offseason just signing with the Lakers, um, or if he has a really good year and just stays with Dallas, if they win it all or whatever, Kyrie's loyalty belongs to nobody. No so one. I can totally see him just even winning a fucking championship and saying Dude, he could ah, go play in the like, Chinese league. That's it. He's like, go on, go dominate weirdo. China. Yeah, it's just crazy. So uh, I could totally see that scenario happen where he just the season's over and he just goes wherever the fuck he wants. Who knows? It's, it's Kyrie Irving. He's unpredictable. Full but, blown um, Stefan Mulberry. Just go blown. <laughs> but uh, the Miami Heat, uh, they're on a two-game losing skid. I think we're currently in sixth place, uh, half a game above the New York Knicks. That's the only important thing that we should know. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> we play the Spurs tomorrow. Hopefully they could bounce Basis, back. Basis. Pacers, Pacers, sorry. So, and apparently Duncan Robinson, Deadman, and a first run are available. Uh, do you think the Heat will be buyers or sellers come the trade deadline? Slime, I'll come to you first. I I want to be fucking sellers, bro, but the shit, it doesn't seem like anybody wants what we have. I mean, look at that. You have a, a overpaid guy who's who's on who's the ninth player in your rotation. You got a guy who threw a fucking Theragun on the court uh, the week or two ago. And a first round pick that's going to be like a fucking 17th or 19th pick in the draft. Like, who wants that? You know, like, I, I mean, it, obviously, we can't part ways with our superstars, but um, I, I just think we missed our shot. I think Kyrie was the, was the last big whale, but there's been rumors floating around that now that Kyrie's gone, maybe Durant will want out again. And 
we have till what tomorrow night to find out if that's the case uh, before the, the deadline's all up and over. Uh, but I don't know. I think if I'm being completely honest, I think we fucking strike out and we stay put and we have to figure it out during the off season and see what we do. But right now it's just, it's kind of tough to be a he fan. I think we're going to be one of those uh, first round exits at this point. If the team consists of what it looks like now. Yeah. The Heat have been so complacent. Like, although you hear the chitter chatter of them trying to do something like, fuck, we haven't done shit. 700 like, days since a trade, since the Miami dude, trade. It's like, this is Three the years. one thing that I hate about Pat Riley when he fucking just, it could be so fucking stubborn. And if he believes in this team so much, like. Hey, hey, hey watch, watch yourself. Watch up. yourself. Tread lightly. 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 700 days. He knows what Make he's doing. Make a fucking move. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> I he's hope not, so. He's not going to be bullied into a corner just to fake make a fucking move. Pat Riley has done that in the past, and it hasn't worked out for us. It's fucked us over with the players, and it's fucked us over with the cap situation. So I don't think Pat Riley's going to just make a move to satisfy people. He's going to make the right move for the basketball team. And there were rumors that it was Kyrie, and if that were still an option, then I would say... You know, we're probably buyers, even though I wouldn't like the move, then Pat Riley probably is going to put have some skin in the game. But now that that option's gone, I see us being sellers. Barry Jackson reported a couple of weeks ago that Mickey Harrison was looking to shed some salary and he didn't want to pay such a high cap if it wasn't going to be a, compete, a competing team, you know, that's going to make a run to the NBA Finals. And this team as constructed, it's not going to make a run to the NBA Finals. So I see us as being as sellers. But Ozzy made a great point. Nobody wants to buy our shit so let's see what we can sell i think our our favorite most favorable piece is duncan robinson but let's see if riley can pull it off and do something shed some cap space but i don't see us making a big splash right now unless magically somehow i heard when you guys say the kd thing i, I don't even know if that's even you know pie in the sky right now yeah yeah if the heat don't make a move um does that tell you that Pat Riley just does not believe in that this roster right now, and he's not just willing to do something for the sake of doing something. One hundred percent, yes. One hundred percent, I agree. Yes. He's uh, like, fuck it. Why, why bank the future on so on maybe getting to the second round? You know, he's like, fuck it. Let's. Just especially when you get a report like that especially from a guy like barry jackson who's so well connected and you know you know he's he's not going to put something out with the you know it's his reputation on the line so if he says that mickey harrison's looking to shed cap unless this is a competing team i believe him and i don't think this is a competing team so i think they're gonna shed some cap and you know there's pressure from above and riley knows what to do so you know he'll get it done when all fails we always have the marlins all right <laughs> let's have a little fun uh this song, you will now be entertained even more we'll give it to you slime for the good old fact of the day all Ooh. right the fact of the day today has to do with our fancy uh alexa echoes uh, amazon echoes i don't like those things those things are the devil yeah, they're all over my house, so they hear everything. But anyways, uh, in 2018, a parrot owner had to remove an Alexa speaker from her home after she caught her pet secretly ordering itself snacks on Amazon. Oh, shit. A stray bird, Rocco, an African gray parrot, was taken into care by a charity in the UK called the National Animal Welfare Trust. But Rocco had a penchant for using bad language, the charity says. So staff member, staff members volunteered to take him in. At the house, Rocco developed an unusual habit, talking to the Amazon Alexa device. In April 2018, 
the owner discovered that Rocco the parrot had been ordering from Alexa when she asked the voice assistant to review her shopping list aloud, one of the device's many features. It turns out Rocco had ordered strawberries and broccoli worth about $33. Luckily, we never had products delivered because we set it up that you have to log on to actually process the order so we could cancel the items, the owner told CNBC. But yeah, sure enough. This parrot was ordering itself food, and the owner just kept shutting it down. What a dick. <laughs> That's what Rocco said. <laughs> right? So if you have a parrot out there, change your Alexa name to something else that it doesn't remember right away. Or if it starts remembering, just change it all the time so it doesn't order itself food on your behalf. There you That's go. Insane. All right, man. Let's keep the train going. Throw some more coal on it and give us the he did what. He all did right. what? She did what? This week is a she did what. Oh, Headline goes as follows. Woman charged in a McNugget attack. Ooh. I like it already. Me too. Police, police say an Ohio woman punched through a McDonald's drive through window because she couldn't get her chicken McNuggets. 24-year-old Melody Duchesne has pleaded not guilty to vandalism charge in Toledo. Police were called Friday to the restaurant where she allegedly became upset because chicken nuggets were not available that night. Police say Duchesne was treated for injuries and then jailed. She was released on bond and ordered not to have contact with McDonald's for the rest of her life. Damn. Her phone number and address is not listed. And the manager at McDonald's declined to discuss the incident. She got banned from McDonald's? Oh, McDonald's? <laughs> Every single McDonald's? I don't think, I don't, it says this McDonald's. So maybe oh, McDonald's. oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that sucks, bro. bro. She punched through a drive through window. Them shits are like plated glass like this thick, bro. <laughs> McDonald's. I can't go through life without McDonald's. Bro, McDonald's, bro. I thought she was banned for life. That would have been some shit. All because she didn't get her chicken nuggets. That's your she did what? For she this did one. what? That bitch there crazy. You go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've been going for 56 minutes. Uh, time flies when you're having fun, baby. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, close the show out. And uh, it is now time for the spotlight moment of the night, brought to you by the Circle of Slime. Jazzy J, the spotlight's on you. Shine bright. As always, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Whatever medium you're using, we appreciate the likes, the shares, and the subscriptions. Keep doing it. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Get ready for Super Bowl Sunday. The Philadelphia Eagles have changed my mind completely, and I have bought that stock. I am on board. Philadelphia is going to crush it this weekend. We're going to Puerto Rico. Hopefully, we could do a live showing for you guys while we're out there. Get some sun rays, some beaches, and some drinks. I said beaches, Liz. Damn it. Relax. (laughs) 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 But I love y'all. I can't wait to do this shit again. And uh, great show and great talking to y'all. All right. Slime, the spotlight's on you. Shine bright. Yeah, everybody. We're, we're, we officially wrapped up our first month of the new year. I hope everybody's sticking to them resolutions. If you have them, I know I have. I want to let y'all know I decided I'm going to start reading more. And I started, of course, with Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. So I'm almost like four or five chapters in at the moment. I try to read every night. So if you guys have your resolutions, stick to them because it feels good to accomplish something when you set out your goals for the year. So other than that, keep doing those things. Keep listening. Hey, we haven't gotten some feedback from you guys in some time. So rate, subscribe, review. Please show us some love on all our social media platforms. Keep commenting on our posts. Those who do, thank you so much. Like and share on your stories. It's beautiful to see 
on my Instagram, I'm jumping through people's stories and I see our episodes on those covers. It feels so great. And we honestly appreciate it because we know it's going to hundred more people that follow you and people who follow them and them and then the circle just gets bigger and bigger. And that's what we want to get everybody in the circle to show love and show you what we feel like on a weekly basis. And it's just a beautiful thing that we got here. So again, I want to thank y'all for that. I uh, want to encourage you guys to please interact with us on social media. Like I said, Watch the Super Bowl. Comment on our post. We're going to make sure we put a Super Bowl post at least, even if we don't get an episode up. Once Something, a quarter. Comment on it. Let us know your predictions. Let us know what's, what you got going on, who you got winning. Uh, and we can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Love you guys. All right. Like we do every episode, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're at, wherever you are, if you made us a part of your day, we thank you. We appreciate you. And we love you. It's me, your boy, Skinny, Jazzy J, and the one and only, Ozzy fucking Fresh. Peace out, everybody. Beep.